Welcome to the Female Founder Friday podcast, a collection of inspiring conversations with the most interesting female entrepreneurs and small business owners. I'm your host, Lindsay White, and together with my incredible guests, we'll explore the struggles of being a female entrepreneur, the most important lessons, and the future of women leaders in business. And I'm very passionate about helping female entrepreneurs become the calm, confident leader their team and their business really need. And that's why I've created my VIP leadership coaching program. This three-month program is specifically designed to help high-performing women uncover their authentic leadership brand and style so they can lead more effectively and authentically in their life and their business. If you're ready to transform your leadership, connect with me today at www.highvoltageleadership.ca. My guest on this week's episode is Kathy Spatina, founder of New Castle Finance, where she offers fractional CFO and finance services to women-owned businesses. Now, Kathy comes from a family of entrepreneurs, and she saw firsthand how challenging it was for them to access the important financial planning and supports as they built their companies. So after a 14-year career working in corporate finance, Kathy set out to change all of that. Now, she helps women business owners make great financial decisions that result in healthy, sustainable, and thriving businesses. We had such a dynamic and empowering conversation that I know you're going to love today's episode. Awesome. I've got Kathy here with me today. Thank you so much for being a part of the Female Founder Friday podcast. I'm super excited to speak with you. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for inviting me. I'm super excited to talk to you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I've heard a little bit of your story in the past, but I, I really want to know about your journey to becoming a female founder and, and what that looked like. Will you tell us about that? Yeah, so I started in corporate finance and I was there for 14 years. And one thing that always bothered me, you know, one thing was that Number one, it's very male dominated. Yeah. And the other piece of the two is that when you go to large companies, they have so much resources helping them with their finances. They have, you know, the entire departments dedicated to financial planning, to their accounting, to their bookkeeping, to their taxes. But when you go into the small business space, they really have no one doing that for them. And I come from a family of, of entrepreneurs and I was at the table when those type of decisions were made. Mm. And the problem that I saw was that they really had no one help them through it. And again, you know, you have the accountants, you have the bookkeepers, but there's no one doing that high level financial planning. So what I decided after I left the corporate and I was going back and forth, what should I do? Should I go into, you know, another corporate job? And, right. you know, it's kind of a same old, same old. And I decided I, I want to go on my own and I want to help businesses get that financial planning, the strategic level finances that they really do truly need and have no one to, to help them with mm -hmm. that I'm going to be doing that. And I work with female entrepreneurs only. And that's the, because I feel like my mission is to help women be the CEOs of their companies yeah. and the way to get there is to know the numbers, to really be comfortable with it and to do that financial planning that it's usually missing. 
Yeah, I, I really love that. And I think, you know, that's what's made our connection so special. First of all, that we focus on female entrepreneurs and small business owners. And I mean, we 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 are them, they are us. She, she is, she is we. <laughs> and um, we just do, we just focus sort of slightly different angles. Um, you on the financial strategy, me on the people strategy to really help these incredible women step into that CEO space, feel really confident, feel really powerful, feel like a great leader. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's why we hit it off right from the start, because we really do have a very similar mission, you and I. Yeah, we do. We really do. I love that. I love that a lot. Um, so tell us a little bit more about how you do that, how you help these incredible female CEOs really embrace this financial strategy. So yeah, usually when they come to me, they've already passed the $1 million mark. And that's when the business gets a little bit more complex, right? It, you can't just look at your bank account and say, Oh, I got money in the bank. Everything is good. Yes. Especially if you are growing. So the businesses that I work with are in the high growth mode. They've already passed the $1 million mark and they're usually between a million and 10 and they need more financial planning than just looking at their bank yeah. account. Yeah. And their accountants and the bookkeepers do not have that expertise. And it's actually the accountants and bookkeepers that contact me and say, hey, I have this client. Would you be able to help them with this particular piece? Right. And it's really all about partnering. When I come in, you know, consultants are there and they just fix the immediate problem right. and they move on is a fractional CFO. I am there in their business day in, they're out. So I'm a part of their management meetings. I'm a part of their sales meeting right. because I really need to understand the business yeah. and not just come in, you know, for an hour a week and that's it. So I'm really there in the business and I absolutely love it because I get to work with so many different businesses. I get to work with so many extraordinary women. They're building these what what looks like empires to me yeah. and they have so much potential and it's super exciting yeah i love that i'm getting goosebumps as you're talking because that that is the exciting part isn't it it's really about being a business partner with these incredible women they have passion they have these amazing visions like you said they're building an empire um and being a part of that is just thrilling isn't it yeah, it is. It's something that. that makes, you know, waking up in the morning so much easier oh, and so much more enjoyable. Totally get it. I totally get where you're coming from. Um, what I'd love to know, uh, you know, from your own business perspective is where have you sort of made some mistakes along the way? Where have you kind of messed it up, Kathy? And what what have you learned? Oh, gosh. Where do I start, right? Um, you know, I, I'm very good with finances. This is my forte and I, you know, I've been doing this for so long, but all the other pieces in the business, because the business is not just finances, it's not just sales, it's not just marketing, it's not just operation, it's all of it together. Yep. So I'm in the same boat as other founders. You're really good at that particular core function that you start your business with, yeah. but all the other ones you have to learn. You kind of stumble as you go. And for me was, well, I had two. One was marketing and really understanding what type of marketing works well for my business. And 
you know, when you look out, especially online world, there's a lot of gurus out there that give this advice. It's very cookie cutter, but understanding what works well for me and for the type of customers that I, that, that I'm, that I'm reaching and what type of conversations I should be having, what type of content I need to put out there. And for me, for myself, you know, originally I was on Facebook, I was on Instagram, I was everywhere. But what I really realized is that my customers are not there. My customers are on LinkedIn and I'm very heavy on LinkedIn. And a lot of them, like I said, come through me through referrals. So building those type of relationships was really valuable for me. Yeah. Um, so that's part of marketing, like really understand what works. And the other pieces too is, you know, trying to do all things by myself yes. at the beginning. <laughs> Such a common mistake that we all make, isn't it? Yes, yes. And it's it's been a long journey. And then once I started realized that I, I do not have to do everything by myself. Yeah. And what was really helpful for me is looking at my business through this, what I call the process lens and the workflow lens okay. and, and see everything. What is it that I really need to be a part of? Yeah. And what is it that I can delegate it or automate it to someone else? Yeah. And, and that's when I was able to figure out, you know, this is a piece, a core function of my business. I need to be involved in it, but these are the other pieces that I can give it to someone else. And right now I've actually built a fantastic team that supports me in, in the back office. They do my podcast management, they do my uh, content strategy, they do my social media. And it's been absolutely fabulous because now I have the time to have these type of conversations like podcast guesting, which I absolutely enjoy and adore yeah. because I get to talk to people like you yeah, and, you know, building and delivering the service for my clients and being in their business, it, it, it frees time so that I can, I can do the things that I love and not be muddled in, you know, podcast management or email yeah. or admin tasks. Yeah. You know, I think that that is such a great lesson um, is, really identifying and getting super clear on what I would call your zone of genius, right? What are the things that first of all, that you're really skilled in? And generally that's why you started your business, right? And then also, I think it's important. What are the things that you really love to do? And to your point, what are the things that are really important that you need to stay directly connected to, right? Sort of analyzing it from a couple perspectives And then recognizing what are the things that you don't love to do, you don't have any skill or experience at, um, and that really are not important for you to be involved in. And when you can sort those out and you can find the right people, right, and feel supported just like you talked about, I think that that's when the magic can really happen in a business. So you're totally speaking my language because that is exactly what I love to talk about with female entrepreneurs is really creating that beautiful team. So I I think that is such a valuable lesson. I think we have to all go through that moment in time where we feel a little stressed out to kind of come, come to that place where we're willing to delegate, right? Yeah, you, you have to feel the pain to be able to release it and let go. <laughs> you know, it's so true. I guess I'm on a bit of a mission to say to female entrepreneurs, you don't have to be in that painful moment. You don't have to lose sleep and work, 
14 and 16 hour days, right? Like, but for some of us, it takes us a little longer to learn than others, right, Kathy? We have to have to feel the pinch a little bit. So that's that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful lesson. I hope everybody that's listening really takes that one to heart. Um, I, I love that. So one of the other things that I'm really talking about on season two here is what does leadership mean to you? Like, how do you really lead, Kathy, not only with your team, but also with some of your clients as a fractional CFO? I am very, I'm very big on having clear communication and define expectations mm -hmm. because no one can read your mind. <laughs> they, they just can't. Um, and having those clearly defined expectations, and, and I have that not just with my employees, but also with my clients and the customers, because it makes everything so much easier. Yeah. Like, even before we start working together, it's simple things like that. How are we going to communicate? How, how many days um, is it going to take for me to respond to your email? I usually have, let's say, for example, um, it takes about, I have two business days to respond to an email. I will respond earlier, but that gives you the expectation when you can expect right. that you will get an email from me as a response. Um, and I'm all, and it's also nice because when you have the clear expectations like these, it sets boundaries for yourself as well. Yeah. because I, I'm very much, I, I like deep focused work. And when, when you work with finances, when you work with, with, with money in general, it's not just the spreadsheet work. There's a lot of thinking involved. So I need to give myself space to be able to do that deep thinking work and not just go from one task to another and just looking, you know, at, at the email that just came in. So it's, it's, understanding how you work and how your mind and brain works. Yeah. That's really important. So that's what I started to incorporate in not just in my work, but also in my leadership habits as well. I really love that. That is such a great point. Really understanding what your working style is and how you can be most effective. I think that that is really um, a spectacular point. So uh, that makes me curious then, how did you come to uncover that? I've actually, this was pretty recent that I started incorporating this, how I work into how I lead and how I work with the clients. And um, there's a tool out there, it's called the Predictive Index Analytics. Okay. And it tells you exactly what type of leader you are and how how you work and what is your balance and what's it, it, it it's a questionnaire that, that you filled okay. out and it was super super helpful for me because I'm always thinking about how can I improve how can I make things more efficient for myself for my employees for my clients so taking those insights yeah. that I got from that questionnaire was an eye-opening for me um and you know, it's, having clear expectations, it's it's also important. To, um, not just because people can read your mind, obviously, but right. it, you also have to put it in practice. So, for example, how that works for me, I have a code of conduct that I give to my employees. Um, not only just how to you know take the time off and stuff, but also how to communicate with me, how, how to handle mistakes, you know, mistakes happen. We're all human. Right. And, and I noticed like with employees, when they get, when they make mistakes, sometimes they, they disappear or they, right. you know, th there's all sorts of things that can happen, but having that 
clearly define what happens, you know, it's okay, just let me know, and how we're going to deal with it. it. It just takes all this pressure and this mystery out of it. It makes everything so much nicer and easier to work. You know, I think that that's such a great point. Um, we aren't mind readers as leaders, like we don't know what's happening inside the heads of our team members. But in the same token, I think that gives them a lot of stress trying to figure out what's right and wrong for us. Right. And when we can be really transparent um, and collaborative in our sharing of this is what works for me. This is what I need from you. Um, what do you need from me? Right. Like, I think we also have to be able to step into that feedback loop as a leader. How am I showing up to enable you to do a great job? Right. So, I mean, Kathy, I have this sort of underlying belief that, you know, I think everybody wants to show up and do great work every day. I really do. Now, do I think people end up in the wrong roles or they end up doing stuff they shouldn't, whatever. But for the most part, I think we, whether we lead or whether we're part of a team, we all want to do our best, right? And when we enable people as a leader to do that, I think it's really powerful. So I think that's, you know, that's to be really commended and celebrated that that's how you approach your leadership. Um, I'm curious, how does that show up then when you're acting as a CFO inside of an organization, but you're still a consultant? How do you manage that part of the relationship? And again, it's, everything comes down to the expectations. Mm. And I'm I'm very much process driven as well. So right. I, I use project management tools, for example, to look at what are the processes that we're going to look at? How, for example, when I do budgeting, what are some of the items that need to go through where right. we are? So the clients always have that communication, where we are, what we're doing, what I need from them, what they need from me. Everything is in one space. And I'm a huge believer of using project management tools. Yeah. I use ClickUp. Yeah. And I, I can tell you that ever since I started using it, my practice has absolutely been transformed because it not just helps me, but it also helps the clients. They're able to see everything. And if I have to bring in a consultant, if I have to bring in an expert from anywhere else, I'm able to delegate those things much right. easier. Right. Right, because you can inside, I, I use a slightly different software, but most of them run similar. You can delegate those tasks and move them around and timelines um, and comments or questions. They make things really easy and streamlined and transparent, don't they? Yes, exactly. And, you know, people, I, I've noticed that usually the, the problems come around when either people have no idea what's happening they feel like they're in the dark yeah or they just don't know what the expectations were so having that type of process and that type of working environment just takes care of both of those right 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 at the front and i, I don't have to worry about it i mean you know th there could be some miscommunication later on but you can manage that but you're taking a lot of that out at the beginning by just looking at how you're going to do the work and how you're going to communicate and set those game rules at the beginning so yeah. that everyone knows what they're doing and how they're going to be doing it. Um, you know, I think that that's, uh, I think that's so important. Um, I was just hosting a webinar earlier today where we were talking about values in your organization and how they're really the cornerstone of your culture. And it's the same principle you're talking about, right? 
you can have a value, say, for example, integrity. That's a value in lots of businesses. But it's how you make that value real. It's the behaviors. It's the actions. It's the measurement that actually makes that really a powerful value that everyone can connect to. And I hear you sort of saying the same things really from a process uh, side of the business, which, you know, I think that fits together really beautifully, Kathy. Yeah. And, you know, it, it goes defining the values and how you want to show up as a leader, how you want to show up for your clients, for yeah. your customers and how you, what type of life you want to lead and then going down and putting it all into a process. So I always start with the value as well. Yeah. What is my value? My value is to have clear communications, define expectations. And how am I going to do yeah. that? Yeah. How am I going to serve? my employees and my customers in, in the best way possible. And that's where the process comes in. That's kind of like the nitty gritty little things, yeah. right? The project management, the tasks yeah. and all that, but it all works together. Yeah, it totally does. I really love that. I, I think, again, that's why we've connected so beautifully because we really look at the same pieces from slightly different perspectives. And I think it builds something that is really fulsome um, and uh, really, um, you know, three-dimensional, right? For uh, female founders, for their businesses, for their teams um, in, a, in a really collaborative way. So I, I really, I really love that. Kathy, thank you so much for being a part of the Female Founder Friday podcast. Um, what, what We've talked about some incredible things today, and I know it's going to add value for everyone that's listening. Thanks so much for having me on, Lindsay. Oh, I really enjoyed it. Oh, it's been such a pleasure. To everyone tuning in today, thank you so much for listening to the Female Founder Friday podcast. I really love how Kathy weaves the values of an organization through every process and program and every financial statement she creates. That really speaks to my soul. You can absolutely find out more about Kathy and the amazing work that she does with her clients at newcastlefinance.us. And you can, of course, connect with me on Instagram at High Volt Leadership. And I look forward to connecting with you there. The Female Founder Friday podcast has a goal to impact a thousand listeners. So it would mean the world to me if you left this episode a five-star review and shared it with all of your friends. Let's engage a thousand female entrepreneurs and really amplify the message. Thanks again for being a part of the show. And don't forget to connect with me at highvoltageleadership.ca.